and welcome to Let's Dive In. It's our little podcast. Where we have a go at answering questions all about life, the universe and everything in it. I'm Phil. And I'm Julie. So let's dive in. Well, how's it going, Julie? Good, Phil. Good. It's really, really, really good. And um, it's really, really good because I wanted to share a little clip with you. Uh, a girl called Lottie sent me this the other day. Hello, my name's Lottie and this is my bird, Bangors. He is very noisy and chatty, but not to the rest of my family. Pretty boy, come on, talkies. Oh, that's mad. It's 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 almost like the bird is trying to kind of copy or talk to her. What do you think the bird is saying? Well, I mean, what she said at the start is like, yes, I'm a pretty boy. I'm a pretty boy. That kind of thing. That's, that's what you would say. I'm a pretty... Yeah, okay, very good. Yes, you do get me. <laughs> I fell for that. It's the first episode. I've already been tricked. Congratulations. <laughs> um, you know, but what I was thinking was, this is actually quite funny that I got sent this because we had a really great question about animals talking from one of the kids that came to your lab. That's right. We had a bunch of kids come into our lab in University College Dublin and this is what one of them had to ask. My name is Ruby and I'm 10 years old. Why do animals make different noises and don't talk like humans? Hmm, probably because there's like they have different body parts probably. Like or they have different organs inside of their body and whatever they have in their body that makes them they can talk but they can they can talk in their own kind of way so like they know what they're saying but we don't they probably don't have like the type of things that humans do that they need to talk english because they're fluffy and we're not fluffy we do have hair but we're not fluffy and (laughs) they're very cute and small some Some are some are big and scary so, yeah. <laughs> I think that last one was describing you, Phil. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm not scary. Okay, okay. Maybe not scary, but you are fluffy. I mean, uh, listeners, you can't see Phil right now, but he's got a big mop of hair on his head and the fluffiest jumper ever. <laughs> okay, fair. Okay, but it is a little chilly and this jumper is amazing because it's so fluffy. Okay, all right. But jokes jokes aside, actually, the kids were on the right track with their answers. Yes, yes, they were. There was talk of animals having not quite the same organs as we do in order to make noises that we recognise as speaking. But according to our expert, that's not actually everything we need to consider when answering this question. Let's introduce him, shall we? Yes, we shall. Our expert who's here to help us answer this question about animal vocalisations is Dr Simon Watt. Let's dive in. So I'm a biologist because uh, it's my love. I love the natural world. I think it's a fascinating place. But most of my life now is spent either talking about science or helping other people talk about science rather than actually doing it. So I make documentaries. Uh, Some of the people in RTE Junior might know me from the Rocketeers. Um, I write about science and currently I'm helping a bunch of surgeons talk to patients. Today's question is biology based. Why do animals make different noises and don't talk like humans? Let's take a step back and think of what your vocal cords are. So these are fleshy bits 
controlled by muscles about how taut they can be and the air vibrates over them and it's that vibration which gives you the right kind of sounds um, but we also get like a lot of our our sound is coming from faces like our like our nose and our our, our bones as well so like they all come together to give us the, the kind of range that we can have and then humans we also use our tongue to make a lot of the sounds as well so our tongue is being contorted into all sorts of little shapes and hitting off our teeth or our gums and all that comes together to allow the 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 airway to be shaped in a way to make all these varied noises we we have most things don't need that kind of variety and so they don't have anything near as sophisticated as that would other land mammals do they have the same kit as us most things don't i suppose they will still have like vocal cords which they can use but they won't necessarily have this distended uh, this this lowered larynx that we have the kind of the further down you can drop this into your body the more roary you can be so if you look at something like a lion it's that distance that it can really draw it down further into its body that allows it to do a really powerful roar um, and that's a bit of kit which very few animals have. So we've got something that's a little bit like it. Lions have got it to a fairly good extreme. So do deer. So deer can roar. And koala bears. Oh, pardon you, Phil. Oh, hold on. That's not a cute koala bear. That sounds like one's puking everywhere. That's what they sound like. It's amazing, isn't it? Such a guttural noise. Just for a laugh, because we enjoy those, we asked a few of the kids who came to UCD to talk as though they were animals. Yeah. Here's a gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my name is... Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> and here is, believe it or not, a bear. And a lion. <laughs> and finally, a frog. Ribbit. Ribbit. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> what about underwater mammals like a baleen whale? Oh, those are the ones that have teeth that like are curtains. You know, like they're like. Yes, yes, those ones. So they are mammals like us. So it means they have a very similar vocal toolkit like us. Well, that's what Simon says. But they're having to use it in a very, very different way. Because they have to hold their breath when they're under the water. And if you consider talking with your mouth closed and holding your breath. Here's your chance, listeners. Try to convey to your parents or whoever's there that you are hungry. But here's the challenge. Hold your breath and don't open your mouth. Okay, Julie, I mean, you're going to do this too and I'm going to do it. You have a go first. Yeah, go. okay. All right, all right, ready? <laughs> I can't hear I you now, Phil. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry, I kind of... Only dogs can hear me now. That's pretty hard. So what are they doing? Here's where I dove in. Exactly. So, I found a study where some scientists dissected, which means take apart an animal to look inside to see what it's made of, and they dissected six different types of baleen whale. 
to see what kind of noise-making toolkit they had. So they have a U-fold, and it's a bit different to what we have. So instead of having air moving in between two fleshy, flappy bits and making a sound like we do, their airflow goes over the top of their fleshy, flappy bits, and they have a vocal fold that moves up and down that makes the sound. Um, Something else we should consider, Phil, is that not all communication is done using noises. No, you mean through dance. Uh, No, not not that one. Although it does work, but I mean the other one. Ah, you mean the more sophisticated mechanism of chatting, the sniff. I mean, look, if you look at a dog, yeah, their barking range isn't great, but their noses are incredible. Their ability to communicate through smell. The reason why they seem to be so interested in other dogs' behinds is because they're just assessing... Are, are they fertile? Are they healthy? Who are they? What are they? Where are they from? What are they into? Like everything that we might put on a, I don't know, like a, some kind of social media platform or something where we've got a status. A dog's doing all that with its smelliness. I mean, it does seem more efficient, doesn't it? Like quicker, like instead of all using that energy to chat and talk, I could just go up, smell your bum and find out everything about you. <laughs> I am so, so thankful and grateful that we are in very different places right now, separated by computer screens, internet, and a very, very big distance of water. I I mean, I wasn't actually meaning that I would go on to do it. I'm just saying it'd be easier. I'm trying to think what other animals do as well, though, because there are there are things out there which can just sound in completely different ways. Mm. You know, so like a lot of the insects, they just rub one part of their body against another one. Is is the loudest creature in the world? Oh, is it like a shrimp or is it a cr- no? It's not a cricket. No, is it, is it... you're very close. Oh. It's the water boatman. Oh, so for its size, a water boatman is this loudest. And it makes its noise by rubbing its legs against its willy. What? And that's the loudest noise for its size that you can find in the animal kingdom. That is the fact of the day, everyone. And on that bombshell. (laughs) Because, I mean, if anything's going to make me scream loud, it's kicking myself in the... Thank you very much, Simon, for joining us this evening. And it's morning or this afternoon, whenever you're listening. Uh... It's been a, it's been a pleasure. An yeah, thank pleasure. you so much, Simon. So oh, lovely talking to you. All. <laughs> and it's been lovely <laughs> talking to you, Julie. <laughs> ah, speaking of talking, I just want to do a quick reminder to our very first episode where we found out all about how humans talk and make sounds. Yes, a shout out to ourselves. We spoke to Mark Hookvale and had a fun time experimenting with sound. So go check it out. It's a fabulous listen. And also, if you have enjoyed this show, that very first episode or any of the other ones, and you've got a little bit of time, we'd be delighted if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, they do. Like we've got a review here like this one from Booley. Uh, What a great podcast. Julie is the best. She should have her own show and private dressing room with cakes and a big screen. Her talent is limitless. Don't Wonderful slow down. person, model. Ah, no, oh, this person. They nailed it. Spot on. Spot Hold on. on. Julie, you even couldn't come up with a better disguise nickname than Booley. I mean, come on. What, what do you mean? This is, this is a real review, Phil. And, and it's right there after the one from Bill that says you're... 
Wait a minute. No, you can't prove anything. Wait, that's it. That's right. Okay, roll wait. the credits. No, that's it. See you, listeners. Bye bye. Have a great time. Bell. Review, review. Bell. Bye. Roll the credits. Roll the songs. Just Bell. play music. For those of you who are tuning in, A, thank you very much. And B, don't forget to like and subscribe. Yes, because it really does help us. So whenever you can share a link or even just tell someone about it, do share away. We have to give a big thanks out to all the kids who came into University College Dublin and asked us all the questions. To, thanks to RTE and to Science Foundation Ireland for funding the show. Hashtag believe in science. Ah, hashtag. Yes. Yeah, we need one of those because, you know, we're cool. We're down with the kids. OK, well, what kind of hashtag? I presume something like the hashtag let's dive in. Hashtag let's dive in it is. And we do. We dive in. We did indeed. So until next time. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Believe in science. Bye. Oh.